0: Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So, if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi, guys. On today's podcast, I'm going to tell you, sport parents, what you need to change immediately if you want to help your athlete reach their potential one of the biggest struggles of sport parents is seeing your athlete's potential that they are not able to reach because they're stuck in fear, doubt, and low self-confidence. There is no bigger pain than watching your capable kid not do what they're capable of. So today I'm talking about what this athlete needs from his or her parents, what they believe about themselves the false belief that you might be carrying around and the mindset change that will change everything. If you listen to one podcast from this podcast, this is the one. This is so critical. So I really hope you get a lot out of this. Let's do it. Welcome to the Perform Happy podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hey, everybody, it's me, Coach Rebecca. And today I'm gonna be talking to parents about what to do if your athlete is not living up to their potential. I know that's like super generic, but what I want to, what I'm basing this on is a specific comment that I got in the perform happy community today from one of our member parents. And I post every once in a while, just kind of asking people, what's your biggest struggle in sport right now as a sport parent. And this post that this one mom made just resonated with so many people. And I, I figured it was very appropriate to bring it to you so that we can all talk through this together. So here's her biggest struggle. She doesn't, seeing my daughter's potential that she doubts and then isn't able to reach because of fear and low confidence and not knowing how to best support her. Okay. Raise your hand if that's happening to you, that you, um, you have this incredible kid who has a lot of physical potential. They're probably pretty capable in a lot of ways. And then you also see that same kid not believing in themselves, And then they are not reaching their potential because they're afraid or they don't believe that they can. And it's sort of like you're looking at two different kids, the, the kid that your kid was sort of supposed to be, and the kid that's over here suffering and struggling, and it can be really heartbreaking to watch. So I see a lot of this happening in competition season for gymnasts. Some kids are not competing all events because they're afraid of a skill that they can totally do. Or... They're getting lower scores because they're having to modify routines or they're not even able to go out depending on the culture of the gym. There's all of this talk about start values and scores and places and the most well-meaning parents are plastering the internet with videos of their kids' amazing high score and their medals. And I don't see as much posts about effort posts about that kid who was working her tail off and not getting the results that she wants. You know, we sort of keep those to ourselves, right? We, We wanna show that like shiny, bright, amazing outcome. And I don't blame you. You know, if you want to inspire other people by showing your successes, I am guilty of this on my Instagram. And I am gonna admit I'm conflicted about it because I want to show All the kids in Perform Happy who are getting their skills back, who are overcoming fear, who are building confidence. But at the same time, what I really should be sharing with you is those struggles and those hard spots, because that is what builds the character that allows the outcomes to be possible. So I'm gonna get off on a crazy tangent here if I don't reel myself back in. But what I'm gonna talk to you about is if your kid's not reaching their potential, I'm going to tell you exactly what they need from you. And I'm going to tell you in about 30 seconds, and then you can just log off, or I'm going to give you in detail so that you can actually make some changes. So what your athlete needs is a growth mindset. There's a a doctor named Carol Dweck has done tons of research on growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Long story short, a fixed mindset believes you get what you get. You're this amount talented, this amount funny, this amount smart, and that's all you get. And you got to make the best of it somebody who has a growth mindset believes you start where you start and you can develop your abilities into anything. You can become smarter. You can become more talented. You can become funnier. You can become more sociable. So, I mean, just looking at the comparison, we're like, yeah, of course I have a growth mindset. I believe you can learn. But that fixed mindset runs deep and we got it from our parents and they got it from their parents and we are giving it to our kids if we're not very deliberate and the way that we praise them. So here's what's happening in your kid who's underperforming. Your kid believes that there is something wrong with them and they're defective. I'm telling you this because I was that kid at 12, 13, 14. I believed the reason I wasn't successful was because I was not talented enough. I didn't get what these other kids got. I believed I was too tall. I believed I was too old. I believed I wasn't confident enough. I believed that I had had this hand that was dealt me. I was very smart. People had been telling me I was very smart my whole life, but I just wasn't good enough. And when I hit a wall, that was the reason why I won't be able to get over this because I'm not good enough is what I truly deeply believe. I would never have told anybody this. I wouldn't even have been able to necessarily identify this, but that was where I was. I was in a fixed mindset. That was all false. You know, I was not too tall. I was not too old. I was not too scared. I was not too anything. And I also, you know, my intelligence had an ability to grow. I wasn't fixed there either, but I didn't know that at the time. So the truth is that I had this obstacle that I needed to overcome, and that was my fixed mindset. So just to give you a little example of what a fixed mindset does in action, there's this whole cycle of your thoughts lead to your feelings, which leads your outcome. So my thought was, I can't do it. I can't go backwards. My brain won't do it. The way it made me feel was weak and scared. The outcome, I avoided the skill. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I wasn't even aware that I was doing this, but I was avoiding because I really believed I am not good enough. I can't do this. I will not get over this. Okay. So that's, that is what fixed mindset does, which, hi, if you have a kid with a mental block, that probably sounds very familiar. This is what causes them. And it's what keeps you stuck in them is that mindset. Here's what parents believe. I need to fix this for them now. This is also false. Okay. The truth is that we both have an obstacle. My mom had an obstacle and I had an obstacle and both of them were the same obstacle. And it was the mindset. So going back to that thoughts influence feelings which influence outcomes. The mom thought is I need to fix this. The feeling is stressed, tense, overthinking, which the outcome is that then you're adding pressure to your athlete which makes it worse, which makes them feel even worse because now not only are they not good enough, but they're also affecting you and your stress level and your mental health and then they just feel bad. They just feel bad. I am a bad person. I'm wasting my mom's money. I am no good. I won't get over this. What's wrong with me? And for a 12-year-old to be holding that burden is so intense. So I'm going to give you a little bit more about this fixed mindset, growth mindset, and some specific actionable things that you can change right now. And I would encourage you to change right now. I have kids who are four and seven, and I'm like, I have been working on fixed mindset for years and I'm still in the process of like really helping to, you know, like get these kids on board with this. And it's really taking root now, but it takes time. So start now. Okay. So people with that fixed mindset believe that their abilities are fixed. They see effort as a sign of inability. So for example, if someone is super talented, they're just flying through their career, doing all their skills, then they hit a wall and they have to work hard. That means I can't do it. They feel bad about themselves when they have to work harder, so they avoid it. That's the natural tendency. If they encounter a challenge, the knee-jerk reaction is, I can't do it. They protect their ego. They lose interest and they withdraw. They try to find workarounds. They try to do something else. They they don't want to do it. They don't even want to try it. For me, that was computer science. I went into class. It was too hard. I was like, I can't do it. I'm out of here. I am not doing this. Same thing with going backwards. I'm not good at this. I can't do it. And then I would lose interest and withdraw and avoid. So that's what's happening. That mindset is feeding the beast that is a mental block. So here's how to know if you, the parent, are encouraging a fixed mindset. If you shy away from challenges, I used to joke, I don't play games that I won't win. I used to joke about this all the time, like, oh, I don't golf because I won't win. I only like to play games that I will win, which is a totally growth or a fixed mindset statement. So if you're shying away from challenges, like, oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not going to do that. For example, let's say you're at a restaurant and you're paying the bill and you're like, oh my gosh, I cannot figure out the tip. You're good at math. You figure this out. That is you shying away from a challenge and saying like, oh, well, I'm not smart at math, so I give up. I shy away. Versus... Okay. There's some big numbers on here, kids. Let's get the calculator out and figure this thing out. That's the type of thing that you want to be encouraging. Another thing that you might be doing that will be encouraging a fixed mindset is praising your child for being smart. I know. So (laughs) I don't call my kids smart. This is a mistake that my parents didn't know any better, but here I was like this bright child that was gifted, that was passing through, like, you know, whatever. And so I had this thing in my head that's, you are smart. You are very smart. You are crazy smart. So then if I ever had a challenge in school, I thought, oh no, I'm an imposter. I'm not actually as smart as they think I am. I better avoid this. So guess what, you guys? In high school, I was a cheater. I was a cheater. I am owning it here in front of you. I was a cheater because I... Didn't want anyone to know that I wasn't as smart as they thought I was. Ugh, right? And then you've got all that shame and all that guilt. And then I actually dropped out of college after my first year because it was too hard and I couldn't do it. Okay, now you guys know I've since revisited that, but praising a child for being smart versus praising them for the strategies that lead them to success, So, if my mom would have been like, I can't, that's amazing that you got an A on that book report and you only skimmed the book. You have some really good strategies there instead of, you know, getting on me about cheating or me just being like, it's fine, I'm done. So, what you don't want to praise is that God given talent. Instead, you want to praise the effort and the strategies that lead to success. So, when my seven year old, is talking about somebody who's really good at something, I always ask, how do you think they got so good? And she's like, practice, mom, it's practice, that's how. That is the answer, and she's always like, wow, they must have practiced a lot, because since she was little, I was like, how do we get good at stuff? We practice, that's it. Why is that person so good? Because they practice a lot, they work really hard, which means if you practice a lot and you work really hard, you also can be really good at that thing let's see Tara's saying something in the comments. Um, this is something that I thought when I read through some of the posts, I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. It's hard to, um, to give hope and not just praise the outcomes. It doesn't sit right with me, the whole Instagram thing, but that is the nature of the Instagram. Anyway, don't get me started on that. Hey guys, quick announcement break. Right now, we at Complete Performance Coaching are looking for five athletes who are ready to break through their mental blocks for good. If that sounds like you or your child, then sign up for a free consultation call with one of my amazing coaches as soon as possible to see if you're a good fit for our Perform Happy Elite training program. This program includes one-on-one coaching with the world's top mental performance coaches, plus tons of support for athletes and their parents in between sessions. You can sign up today at completeperformancecoaching.com slash consult. Talk to you soon. So, okay, like I said, when things get hard for a smart kid, they conclude they're not smart, they have anxiety, they lower their confidence, they lower their performance, and they drop out of college, folks. Me who had this, some, you know, whatever crazy IQ that my mom couldn't stop talking about. I became less interested in learning and more interested in showing that I was smart. Okay, now apply this to your your athlete's sport. If they're told, "You're talented, you're talented, you're so talented, you're crazy talented." Then they hit a wall. They go, oh no, I am not. I'm ashamed. It's been a lie this whole time. I can't let anybody find out. I have to only do things I'm good at. I have to work around the things I'm not good at. Avoid, don't let them see me fail. And then they feel bad. They have anxiety and they, they, aren't, they aren't thriving. And then they feel like they have to keep their struggle to themselves. So if you have a kid who's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. When you know they are not fine, they're stuck in a fixed mindset. Okay, people who believe that great athletes are made instead of born, they persevere in tough situations. Things get hard, they keep going. They collaborate more. They get creative. They feel inspired by other great athletes. You know, business owners with a fixed mindset are crazy competitive and they tear each other down. Gymnasts with a fixed mindset are jealous and they want to you know, tell you that you did something bad versus being like, "Wow, that was so amazing. How are you doing that? I want to learn from you. you you have you have been training well. Good job. I want to know your strategies. People who believe that 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 great athletes are made, they have higher confidence in their ability to succeed because they know they just got to keep working at it. They welcome feedback. They see more effective learning strategies. They're just looking for, how can I learn this better, more efficiently? They achieve more confidence, more competence. They believe that effort is what makes us smart and capable. Effort is what makes us great. They like a challenge because they know that it's going to help them climb through difficult situations, get creative and learn how to learn better. They know that something new is going to be a struggle and then they get a chance to persevere. So that's where we want your kid to to be because every kid, every human is going to hit a wall. So we want them to be the kind of kid who climbs, not the kind of kid who turns around and walks the other way. Okay. So here are five things you can do as a parent to instill this mindset in your kid. Okay. Number one, you personally start accepting your setbacks as learning opportunities. So that means that maybe you're in the car and you talk about that terrible mistake you made and how you are so disappointed in what, you know, what happened. And then next you talk about the wisdom. You talk about the lessons and you talk about how trying hard things helps you to grow, which is why you keep trying and why you're okay with failing because you're doing something hard and you want to get better and you want to grow as a human. So when you're modeling that type of behavior, your kid is going to start to feel like that's the thing to do. Number two, understand the role of emotions and learning. So this is like mental blocks are so tied into this growth mindset theory because when we have a big emotion, we're angry, we're scared, we're threatened. We go into fight or flight as humans. Our brains are wired to protect us. When we feel threatened, we get stressed, which is totally normal. And then, so when you're in that fight or flight, you, the parent, you want to be able to find your coping strategies and that will help you to learn how to work through fight or flight. Adrenaline prevents us from learning. So fight or flight makes it so that we can't learn. We are too busy trying to escape. If you can use coping skills like nice deep breathing, it will open up your learning brain again and turn off your survival brain and allow a little neural network in your brain to take you from fight or flight to Coming up with a strategy and learning and getting creative again. Okay. So, understanding your emotions and going, Oh, I'm having emotions. Fight or flight is activated. What are my coping skills so that I can get myself centered and grounded again? If your kid is seeing you do that and you're naming your feelings, Wow, I'm really feeling scared. I'm really feeling activated. I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling angry. I'm going to stop and take five deep breaths. Do you want to breathe with me? Then at the end of that, your brain is more available to go, okay, what can I learn from this? What's the wisdom here? What's the next move? All right, the next tip is to monitor your internal dialogue about abilities. So are you the kind of person who is always talking about talent? Like, wow, that kid is talented. Oh my gosh, she's such a natural. She is built for this. Or wow, that kid really is Doing well despite how tall she is, or she's a little old. I'm so proud of her for trying it anyway. If you're seeing people and kind of giving them that, like, oh wow, she got dealt a really good hand. Your kid's gonna pick up on that. So if you or your child are struggling on the same on the same time, like you want to be able to manage your internal dialogue. Do you go, oh, I can't do this. I'm just not a math person. Or do you think, well, I haven't worked enough at math to get great at it yet. And what if we try? This is something that I, uh, I constantly, I call myself, um, what do I call myself? Like a learned helplessness. That's the word I'm looking for. I, I have learned helplessness when it comes to house fixing because my husband is so handy. That can assemble something from Ikea in five minutes that would have taken me four hours. So I'm like, I can't do it. You do it. And so my kids will bring something broken to me. I'm like, take it to dad. I don't know. I don't know how to do this. But my daughter the other day, my little growth mindset ninja was like, mom, we could do this. I was like, okay, get the instructions. Let's get out the YouTube. Let's figure this out. And we did it and it felt so good. I had more confidence. My little fireworks went off in my brain. She felt great. She's like, we don't need dad. We could totally figure this out. And she's the kind of kid who, because I've been so deliberate with my words, I've tried, of course, I'm not perfect. She's like, you just need practice and let's give it a shot, mom. Like that's the kind of kid I want in this world. That's who I want to be. I'm still recovering. So make sure that your internal dialogue, you're monitoring it. Are you the kind of person who can be like, Yeah, your behaviors have led you to success. You have worked so hard, and that's why you're doing well, versus like, you're so talented, you're so smart. Of course, you got A's, you're so, so smart. No, like, you've been working hard. I watched you doing your homework, I watched you struggle, and that's why you're doing great, and I'm proud of you. Okay, a couple more, and then we'll wrap up. Be a role model learner. So, if you want them to get good at doing hard things, you do hard things. Set some learning goals, work to improve something. You know, maybe you are exercising and you're trying to step up the difficulty, learning a language, obviously, like you just learn a language in your, in your free time. But anytime that you can be like, I'm going to be a learner here. I want to figure this out. I want to see if I could try something new today. This is a challenge. Let's go try this new thing and then demonstrate that what you're learning is leading to improved abilities. That you started with nothing. You got out those old roller skates and you fell right on your butt. Then by the end of the day, you were kind of cruising. You were kind of cruising. Like those are the moments where you're going to be like, "Yes, you know, if I wanted to be an Olympic roller skater, I could do it, you know." <laughs> you know, and you get a good laugh out of it. But role model that learning is important. And then the final thing which is a little bit like we what we've already talked about, you know, you want to be deliberate in monitoring your self-talk, but also the messages that you're sending outward. So that's like, don't just let dad do it. Don't talk about other people as naturally talented or naturally not fit. Don't cover up your mistakes. Instead, reflect, discuss. Anytime you've got a good juicy failure, bring that up in the car. Be like, you guys, guess what I did today? Woo, that was a doozy. And you know what I learned? And you rattle off the learning. Don't hide it. Don't feel ashamed. Like, The biggest mistake you can make, that's what's going to help those kids feel like it's okay to make mistakes. It's normal. It's part of learning. It's what makes my mom so wise, not so smart. Okay. Then ideally they're going to enjoy learning and processing and pushing through and climbing those walls so that they go from whatever their sport is now to this challenging world with a mindset of it just takes practice, mom. And yeah, we can figure this out. Okay, so if you are looking for help with your little fixed mindset buddy on a mental block, I have a free training for you. You can register right now, completeperformancecoaching.com slash free. It's called how to help your athlete overcome mental blocks without being too controlling or too involved. So it's all about getting this growth mindset into the mental block process. So if, you, if you're if you interested, again, you can register completeperformancecoaching.com slash free. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for being here. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the perform happy podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.